0: There's attacks because I want to share the Word of God, and just like the um, the prophet Jeremiah, it's burst. I want to burst if it doesn't come out, and it's frustrating, really frustrating. But at the same time, I'm still able to get to church and come home and have a little bit of fellowship, Uh, at this time a different one because we couldn't travel that far, I couldn't drive that far. That way my husband could stay uh, involved in the church.
1: You're listening to
2: Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 42. Yes, 42 of the Altered Stories show, Monica's Moments with Moni, God's Story. This is Michelle Saunders Gutch, your God's Storytelling host and founder of Altered Stories Ministry. A faith-based nonprofit that helps Christian women share their God stories so women around the world can hear them. Today, I am excited to introduce my special guest, Monica Hardy. Monica is a writer, created storyteller, and podcast host of Moments with Moni, where salt makes us thirsty and light exposes darkness. I was blessed to be a guest on her show last month and to get connected with her through several different communities, including the Spark Podcast Conference Community, the Rocket Podcast Community, and the Christian Podcasters Association. Also, want to share that Moni, lives in beautiful North Idaho with her husband, Brad. They've been married 38 years, 38 years. That is great. And have two grown sons and a daughter-in-law. She has eight grandchildren and two grandpups. Moni and her husband have homeschooled their sons and have served in many church ministries, worship team, and bands. Moni has also held many titles over the years, Teaching and Singing in Front of Thousands. She enjoys the roller coaster journey of life and is looking forward to hearing, Well Done, Good and Faithful Servant. Now let's get to know Moni. Welcome to the Altered Story Show, Moni. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you so much, Michelle, for inviting me to be on your program. I truly appreciate it.
2: Well, you know, Moni, you look just lovely. And I love the red lipstick. It just looks great on you. I love it. It's so glamorous. And um, it's great to see you. And I'm grateful that we can do this, even though we're recording audio. But at least we can see each other as we have the conversation. And Moni, is there anything else that you'd like to share that I haven't about who you are?
0: I am a child of God. That is number one. I'm an ambassador for Him. And all those other things, those are the things that He gave me for while I'm here. Right now, I live. He planted me in North Idaho, and summer just turned into fall, and it's gorgeous up here. But other than that, every day, every day past salvation is gravy. It's just more time to help and point others to Him.
2: Well, I love that heart of yours, Modi, which is one of the reasons I really connected with your spirit, because that's what we're all called to be as believers. And, you know, whether our time is short, longer, you know, we never know. But we must take every day that God's given us and use it for his glory and that's what the altered story show is about and i know that's what your heart is for your show so i'm glad that you shared that and just so we can get to know you a little more too before you go in and and share your god story with the listeners i'd love to just hear from you. How, How are you dealing with your strong faith and your family's faith, but how are you all dealing with this COVID-19 pandemic?
0: We've been blessed. Everybody's healthy, thankfully. And um, my husband had to come home to work for a few uh, months. We're on the border of Washington here in North Idaho, and they were a lot worse over there. So they sent him home, which sent me into my office. And it was actually at that time, back in January, that God had laid on my heart to start a podcast. So, as Covid hit, um I was already set up to really do, I believe, this new season that He put into my heart.
2: Well, wow, you've come a long way, Monique, considering. I mean, you know you're out there now, you're on Facebook, and you know you're on other social media platforms. And you know you've really connected with some great community and podcast communities. Too. So, um, we'll talk a little bit later about like where everyone can go to hear your podcast and everything too. Um, but you know, some other some other questions I wanted to ask you is uh, really they're around stories and storytelling, and I know that you um, consider yourself a creative storyteller. Can you? share with my listeners, what what do you consider creative storytelling?
0: As I got older, I, I understand it better through a quote from Charles Spurgeon about kind of if you know the Word of God, it's your responsibility to cut it up like a steak and make it easy for someone to digest. So, you're basically giving that steak and turning it into something more like milk for a child to understand. So, for me, from a thinking point of view, that is my description, my heart. But as I grew up with a little sister who was 13 years younger than I am, and I felt like her mom most of the time, she was a little girl who always asked me, why? Why? I would tell her about a story and she'd say, but why? And she always wanted to know more and go deeper. And I grew up with that, so uh, I guess it taught me patience, and it helped me to make things more interesting for the little ones to keep their attention rather than getting bored. And that helped me. I think that shaped me into a storyteller.
2: Well, I can tell you I live with someone that asks why, 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 too. His career is actually business analyst, but from the time he was born... His mother said that's all he ever did was just question why and ask another question why and another question why and you know I just I love the curious and uh, I just I think that's great and I think it does challenge us a lot to be creative right in terms of how we communicate what has been the biggest challenge that you've found being a believer and you know living in the world that we live in and staying steadfast in your faith. What have you found to be challenging there?
0: Really, uh, the first time I met with Jesus, it was during a very difficult time, and I just clung to Him. So, I don't think I ever really had that crisis. But as I got older, my health has really been something that has held me back in many ways. Although, you know, I know that I understand that God Allows things in your life for a reason. So, for whatever reason, that health journey has steered and parked me in this season right now for a reason. And and each time that happened throughout the years, throughout the seasons of my life, uh, I can see God, you know, looking back, you can see how He steered that car. Uh, to get me to this point, and to get me to that last point, and to do what He wants of me. And this whole life of, you know, first salvation and then sanctification, the setting apart and becoming His completely and doing what He has called you to do, Yeah, sometimes He does have to stop me in my tracks and say, whoa, girl, you need to be right here, sit at my feet, and, you know, don't get ahead of me, Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's more where my struggle has always been. Um, yeah. I think that's where well, it's
2: well, the struggle is real, right? I mean, life we, we is all, hard and it 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 can be so hard sometimes and it'll take you down thankfully to your knees sometimes and that's where we draw our strength and thank the Lord that he is there for us and has our back and that we have him to lean on, you know, during times and difficult times because, you know, suffering well is just one of those concepts. I mean, our pastor talked about that at our church service. We're going through the book of Revelations, but, you know, one of the one of the um, challenges that many of us in our community group at our church have all had struggling Well, you know, because that's what we have to do Mm -hmm. as a believer, and we all will or have struggled, and it's how we give God the glory through it. And it sounds like a lot of what your struggle and your journey has been in the health area, you have been able to turn it for the glory of God. So, with that, this is an excellent segue, Moni, to start having you share your testimonies. So, Moni, where did your God story begin?
0: Well, I would have to say back in the 60s when I was a little tiny baby. I didn't know it started then, but I was this quiet little baby that would sit and do whatever she was told, and the neighbors didn't ever hear me cry, and they were always just saying, what a wonderful little baby I was. Well, it grew up, had brothers and sisters, went to VBS, and at 10 years old, I met missionaries at a vacation Bible school. And that really intrigued me because life was so different uh, the way they were ex- uh, describing life in a third world company uh, country, having mm-hmm. to sleep on the ground using a block of wood for a pillow asking for prayer because their neighbors were dying. Um, You know, I was growing up in Southern California in Los Angeles, actually in Southgate right next to Compton in the 60s. And during that time, there were riots. So, I remember the National Guard driving around our neighborhoods and making sure that we were all in our homes and safe and but there were still lots of things going on and kind of like today. Um, But God kept us safe. And during that time, my dad fell ill with cancer. And it was a whole year of him being in a nursing home and mom bringing us back and forth to visit him there. And I remember one Sunday, he would come home on Sundays and have dinner with us and we would talk, and, and I told him that I got saved at church, a vacation Bible school. And of course, he was very ill. I don't know where he stood on that. I was only 10. He was actually 60 years old when they had me, so he was 70 uh, when I was telling him all of this as he was dying. And so, I don't know where he was at, but I know that once he died, all I had was Jesus to cling to because my mom had four other little ones, three other little ones at that time, to take care of and, you know, work and take care of us. And so, I had Jesus to cling to, and I would cry and cry and cry every night, but He was there. He was there. I remember asking, why, Lord? At that time, it mm-hmm. was my turn to ask, why, why, why? And I finally, one night after a long time of crying, said, God changed my why to what now? What do you want me to do now? Because I'm yours. I I went forward in Bible school. I belong to you. I understand all that. Even at 10, show me what to do. Well, it was a long, hard life of a mom without, you know, her struggling. And she ended up remarrying and we had a wonderful new stepdad who took care of all of us and then had that little girl Uh, that last little girl who would always ask me why. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess, I guess God now looking at it right now, he sent her to show me what I did to him. Why, why, why? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. but um, And then then there was a time where um, I guess my mom kind of thought I was getting too deep into this religion thing. And we kind of stepped away. There wasn't the The school bus, the Baptist school bus that would take us to school, to Sunday school. So until I became a youth and had a car that I could drive and drive, she said, If you're going to go to church, I need you to go to the Lutheran church. So I found a Lutheran youth group and started going there, which was, I know, another pivotal little turn in my life where God brought me to a place where there was a youth leader who sang. These beautiful songs to God. I had never heard them before. I heard hymns in the past and loved those. I like all kinds of music, but he Mm -hmm. was playing these beautiful songs to God and I couldn't get enough of it. So I kept singing to him and realizing, you know, as I learned more about the Bible with them and singing with them in this youth group, that my voice, my voice belongs to God. And as I sing, it belongs to him. So, if I'm going to sing, it's going to be for him. And then once again, of course, as those Israelites do, I turned around and walked away for a while and got into other things I probably shouldn't, but I met, actually, he protected me from all those things that young people usually do, but I wasn't as close to him as others were, or others as I should be. At that time, I met my husband, who was an unbeliever, but we got married. I had no discipling through that time. That was a short time in the Lutheran group. But after we got married, we found this little Bible uh, Baptist Bible church, and the pastor there said, you know, don't take my word for it. Read your Bible for yourself. And this may be the first time, the second time you're in this church, but it may be somebody else's first, so say hello to the person next to you, which really uh, we've carried all through our marriage. So, we started reading the Bible for ourselves, and lo and behold, he was right. They, you know, this, okay, I I already named the denomination, but to me, at that time, they weren't speaking the entire Word of God. So, we kind of fluctuated from, you know, the pendulum from believing this far to that far and finally settled on Bible-believing church. And by that time, God had moved us up to North Idaho from California, with two little boys and that we wanted to raise in the Lord and got into a fantastic Bible where the scriptures were taught. We served there over 15 years. Of course, my husband got, you know, we all get titles here wherever we mm-hmm. go, but we also learned that we need to fight our way to the bottom. We don't, you know, the world, this is an upside down kingdom that belongs to God. The world fights its way to the top we are to fight, fight our way to the bottom to be that servant for all not a uh, false humility but really truly servants of everyone else and we did we enjoyed it we loved it as a family grew up in it and then my mother my mother-in-law got sick with alzheimer's and that really put a strain on my health now all during this time i'm dealing with health issues And my weight is going up and up and up and there's nothing. The doctors, you know, you just need to move more and eat less. Well, that wasn't working. I ate nothing for a month, but lettuce and water and gained weight. So I know there's something wrong. Anyway, took care of mother-in-law and because my father-in-law died. So we took her into our home and that it was the biggest blessing ever to be able to take care of a parent, even though it was hard. We truly recommend it, Uh, but it was very difficult on my health. And after she died a year later, I got extremely ill, and my thyroid, there was a a huge goiter in my throat that was giving Uh me pain, but all these years of my life, no doctor had ever found it. But asking God for wisdom, you know, after that pain, go to the doctor, so I did, and they had to remove it because it had gotten so large, it was blocking my breathing and my swallowing. It scared me because the vagus nerve goes right through there, which is something that you use that's really important for when you sing. And mm-hmm. worshiping God with in song and in scripture reading was something that was very important to me. And I felt like the enemy was really attacking me at the core of who I was, because this is what God allowed me to do. And then I felt like it was he was trying to take it away. So, I was leaning on God through this, reading the Word, trusting Him throughout all of this, trying to do some quick uh, study through, uh, you know, the, the computer's new to me, and I'm looking in there for extra help on thyroid issues and all of my health. And I come across the site, and it tells me that the thyroid is connected to the it really runs everything in your body. So yeah. as that comes out, you're actually, my brain will actually kind of the, it's like the spark plugs won't work. So I told my husband, don't let them put me in an insane asylum, because when this happens, my brain's going to go away. What? He's not a medical person, but okay, I promise. So they yeah. send me in to get the uh, thyroid out and I actually had a gallbladder taken out the same uh, a couple of months earlier and then I felt great for about a month but my hormones they, they couldn't give you any until they made sure it wasn't cancer which I didn't have but then my brain uh it's like it shut down shut off it's like one you only have so many spoons of energy for the day mm-hmm. and once they're all used up you're out so, so my clue, my uh, code was me out Omi's a German grandma, but Omi's out. And then I have to go upstairs, lay down before I pass out because it, I just had no energy left. But God healed me. It took a long time out of that, five years. And I'm finally thinking, okay, my brain is working again. Thyroid issues are right. And, but now we found MTHFR, which affects the liver. It's just a whole body thing. It's like there's attacks. Because I want to share the Word of God, and just like the, um, the prophet Jeremiah, it's burst, I want to burst if it doesn't come out, and it's frustrating, really frustrating. But at the same time, I'm still able to get to church and come home and have a little bit of fellowship, uh, at this time a different one, because we couldn't travel that far, I couldn't drive that far, and that way my husband could stay uh, involved in the church Yeah. Yeah. It's been a a difficult road with the help, um, with the health. But then through that, all the Bible study that was going on, it's as if there was a switch and my memory was gone. I'd go to church and I couldn't remember what they were talking about. It took a while for it to all come back. And that's why I said, I feel like I was truly attacked by the enemy to shut me down to shut my voice down, to shut my brain down. My husband stood by me this whole time, very, very sweet. My sons, my family, all very good to me. Um, It was difficult, you know, with the church, we had switched. So, I didn't really know anybody at the new one that well that would come over. There were a few friends that would, good, solid friends come over. But as I walked through that, and then now on the other side of it, I see how God protected me, made me trust Him even more. Uh, It reminded me of Job, of course, like you mentioned earlier, suffering is never wasted. I learned so much. And all those years that I was uh, ministering to women, teaching, it just became so much more important to teach the true Word of God, because I'm seeing now, at that time, it's like the world was... Shutting the voices down of those that believe in Christ. They were really pushing, pushing. And I I think because I was weak physically, I was growing weak spiritually as well. And then once my health came back, I felt like, let's storm the gates of hell. This is not my story. This is not about me. This is about God's story. I'm going through the biblical covenants right now on, on a podcast, and I'm studying for all of this. And even through all the years of studying my Bible with, you know, the thesaurus around me and the Strong's, and back then when we had to use books before computers, stacks of it all around me and studying, and it's all coming back, all coming back, and God and His Spirit is coming back and bringing me back to life, and it's ready. it's time to fight. It's time to share His Word because... Time is short. The enemy cannot gain one more soul from this earth because Jesus is coming back soon. And we don't want to lose anymore. He's going to use me again. I see that. That's wonderful. I love it. So I started teaching actually
2: at the Salvation Army. Wow. Oh, gosh. That's so cool. My daughter is an interview with them, Moni. Is she? Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. They pray for the community.
0: Yes we'll pray for her. Um, But you know, there were women that came there, of course, they're from the community. And so, they don't all know their Bible, but they're there to learn. And I'm sitting at a table teaching the Bible, first of all, just filling in for someone because they couldn't make it, the teacher, so they asked me to do it. And there were five, six ladies around my table. And after I shared a couple of chapters of what we were doing, I thought, well, you know, I, I didn't I don't know what they really wanted me to share on, so I'm just going to go over these chapters in the Bible, and I explain them, and after a half an hour, they're looking at me like, how did you do that? Well, what do you mean? You explained the Bible better than my pastor has for 30 years. Oops. Yeah, that tells me a lot about the teaching you've been sitting under and how important it is to share the true Word of God. But it's not complicated you need to break it down read it read it read it and listen to it with god's spirit in mind as he teaches you he's our teacher he's our teacher he's our the lover of our soul and he can give us everything that we need equip us with everything that we need to be able to share that with others so that they can share it again to someone else because this whole world was made for Adam and Eve at first they only had one one little thing that they were not supposed to do and guess what they did it oopsie <laughs> yeah, yeah but god made them to populate the earth so that he would have people to love for them to be his people and us to be his god he just wants a relationship with us it's not all about church stuff it's about a relationship with Jesus. So, as I continue and grow, you know, myself in maturity as I study through the Bible and then share it with other women, we can then turn around and grab somebody else's hand and bring them closer to Jesus. Like I said, ambassador for Christ. We are pointing others to that heavenly realm. Once, since the day of salvation, this has not been my home Heaven is my home, and I don't have to wait to get there. I will see it when I get there, but I'm already living in it with the Holy Spirit inside of me. So, at the same time, there are people in this world that want to deceive you and trick you, and that's why it's important for us to know the truth of God's Word and to read it for ourselves and not to listen to someone else teach it to you, and swallow that hook, line, and sinker. (laughs) Yes. So,
2: such a beautiful story, such a beautiful testament of Jesus, Moni. And obviously, we know why God has restored your health back to you and where you have been headed in your ministry and your outreach through your podcast, and it's just to me, um, so incredibly precious and such a gift to be able to have Jesus in in our being. You know, we are made in His image, and the Word of God is so profound. And taking the opportunity to read Scripture, I mean, it just comes alive. It's so relevant. You know, and a really dear friend of mine, we went and had coffee and. She shared some scriptures that pertain to specific areas of struggle in life. And I mean, so uplifting, so nurturing. I mean, just I just felt like my whole whole inner being, you know, was just lifted. Um, and you know, just the struggle, like you said, it's real. And so having the word of God to see so many people struggle with the idea of the word of God in being relevant. You know, you hear that sometimes. Well, that was back then. It's not really relevant today. And, you know, you know that they're on a journey of, you know, moving into um, a Christ-centered way of thinking and a Christ-centered way of living. Um, But, you know, my question to you is, So, there's a lot of different versions of the Bible out there, you know, translations. Is is there one particular that you would recommend or two for, like, for a new believer, someone who's listening, uh, you know, today, who's trying to grow in their faith or struggles with, maybe they don't have, you know, the full understanding yet of who (laughs) they are in Jesus and they're growing, um, is there a particular translation that you would lead, you know, lead our listeners to, or two translations?
0: Yeah, personally, I grew up on the King James Version as a as a tiny child. You know, vac- vacation Bible school. That's what I read. That's my foundation. So, whenever I go to a different translation, I always have to go back to that one and see. You know exactly what did they mean in this new translation by that? Oh, okay, I get it now. But I understand not everybody's comfortable with all of these and those. I think it's beautiful. I love old English poetry, but I really like the new English Standard version. Uh, that one seems to be really good at translating well. But if you're going to study your Bible, what I really like. Is the eSword app that I have on my iPad? It is. You can get all kinds of different translations, and along with it comes the the uh, King James version with the Strong's numbers. They're numbers that coincide with the translation of that word in from Hebrew into our the King James or any other version. So you can just put your mouse over it as you're studying and up will pop a whole paragraph of what that particular word means. So, you can do word mapping of a of a whole verse, and you'll get, you know, a couple of pages worth of information, and it really gives you a deeper insight into the language of the Hebrews that… I love it. Yeah, it paints a picture, especially mm-hmm. when you go into their poetry, uh, like Song of Solomon and the Psalms and… Proverbs, it's more of a a picture language because they use the symbols. So, to them, one word gives your whole mind an idea rather than just the translation of a word. And knowing German, that was my first language, it's difficult for me to translate Gemütlichkeit or Untersetz from German to English. It takes my brain a little while to get to uh, the word that's actually in English, but it it doesn't really mean the same thing. But that, to me, is my favorite. If you if you it should be free online, Esword. Look it up, and then in within that app, you can order download any kind of translation that you want. Uh, the King James version, the New King James English Standard Version. There's a international standard version. I'm not real keen on NIV, It's, um, but it's okay. I mean, if you make sure that when you're digging in deeper, there are some things that are missing in that particular version, but I don't have anything wrong with it. If it's it's something that you can read and you can understand, then read it. Just read it. And then there's also people around you that have studied the Word of God. God, I've heard the saying, you know, if you don't if you're going to share, Jesus, do it, and if you have to use words. So they're going to look at your life more than what you write or what you say. But right now I'm through the podcasting I am sharing the biblical covenants from a different perspective to help us understand why God did what he did. Because the first thing when something bad happens, mankind will ask, will ask Where is God? Why did he let this happen? But if we go back to the beginning, we see it isn't God. He made everything perfect. We're the ones that messed it up. Yeah, okay, it was basically Adam and Eve at the moment, but if it were you or I standing there, we probably would have plucked that fruit off of that tree too. And the sad part is that fruit they thought was something really, really special. They had God who was better than that fruit ever could be. It was just a symbol of him. He wanted them to trust him.
2: We all struggle (laughs) in that trust area. And, you know, I know for you and your family, having gone through the struggles with your health and ups and downs and trusting that God was going to restore back to, you know, your health. And I mean, the thyroid issues are very common. And you know, a lot of women I know have had their thyroids out or had thyroid cancer or mm-hmm. have struggled with thyroid and balancing that out in their bodies. And so the enemy, you know, unfortunately, things come into our bodies and our immunity. And, and, you know, he knew the outcome, he knew the moments with Moni God's story, he knew what you were going to be doing now and the effect you are going to have on others and you are having on others. And he was trying to block that. And so praise God, you are enough to, enough to see it. You are trusting him and you're being obedient in your calling and you're doing what you're doing and God is equipping you and carrying you through this. So Moni, again, I wanted to just, thank you and bless you for being on the show today and God bless your calling and your ministry and moments with Moni. And if you could, for the listeners, as we wrap up, share, like where can they go? I mean, we're going to have your episode page and we'll have some, maybe some recording links of your beautiful voice up there and, you know, um, also other information, but where can the listeners go? They may want to subscribe, Moni, because you know, it sounds like you've got an ongoing ministry here. People can really build build their understanding of the Bible, and you're educating them and you know ministering to them through it. So, where can they go to uh, get subscribed to your podcast?
0: Everything, all the links that you need are on my website at momentswithmoni.com. I'm also on Eternity Ready Radio on Sunday mornings from 10 to 10.30. I have a Captivate website, which is on actually on my Moments with Moni page, and it has all my episodes listed on there. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, although I'm not doing very well there with keeping that up. I need to do better there. Yeah, and uh, all over.
2: You are <laughs> you're a gal that's getting around. That's for sure. So your affiliations right now with are with Christian Podcasters Association and Spark Podcast and Podcast Rocket Podcast still right?
0: Well, or- I leave the Rocket. I could only afford one at a time, so yes. yeah, I started there at yes. Rocket, and then uh, still at. The Spark and with Christian, uh, the Christian Podcasters Association. Yes, that's been very good for me. Uh it's it's nice to be able to have, you know, this is a lonely business of of recording. It's a lot of work behind the scenes at home, studying, editing, doing everything. I have to do everything myself. I'm not rich but I know that there's a message of hope to share. So, I want to do that, spend my time. You know, God says to guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And that's why, for me, it's so important to be able to share God's Word so that we can guard our hearts with that Word. Yeah, He loves me, I love Him, I am His and He is mine. So, I think as, as people understand how much He truly loves them, they will want to come and spend time at His feet and surrender their heart to Him because He knows best. He really does.
2: Well, friends, can it be said any better? What a beautiful way to end this show. So again, thank you so much, Moni, for sharing your God story gift. And friends, as I've shared, we'll have all of her information up on our episode 42 page and that will be on our website at www.alteredstories.org and of course we're on a lot of other platforms major platforms including Ghana which is around the world we've got 107 plus listeners from India now they're going to hear your story Moni that's so exciting Um, so uh, again thank you and now friends it's time to listen to my next bonus episode of Meemaw Moments, you are special.
1: Hi, y'all. I'm Sandy Williams, Board Vice President for Alternate Stories Ministry, and this is Meemaw's Moments. I will be sharing stories about being a Meemaw, which is the name my grandkids gave me, the sweetest of all my names. I keep my grandkids almost every day, and I hope to share some fun stories that I've experienced as well as lessons I've tried to teach, all scattered with biblical principles. I'll share lessons learned that I try to translate from my Texas-based childhood and southern ancestors to my grandchildren's lives today. Sometimes the lesson gets lost in translation, and sometimes it works. When my grandchildren came, I purposed to be the same good example to them as my grandparents were for me. To be there for them, to love them like I was loved, and teach them about Jesus, family, and our strong country values, and maybe teach them some good old country music. I believe we are responsible for generations after us. I want my grandkids to know my parents and grandparents and those strong country values through me. Today's segment is called You Are Special. My little sister had a bad case of asthma as a baby, causing her to miss lots of school. She struggled as a young girl, trying to keep up with everyone else, both physically and scholastically. She was one very determined young lady, though. She worked really hard so that her physical issues would never hold her back, and she has been incredibly successful. I love and admire her so very much. I think one of the determining factors for her was a conversation that transpired with our mama. Tammy cried to mama one day that she would never be like me. She would never be like Sandy. I was older and blowing and going every day. I was never still. Her statement made me sad until my very wise mama turned her around and told her, I am so glad you will never be Sandy. You see, God our Father in heaven didn't make two Sandys. He made a very special Tammy and Sandy. God has a very unique purpose for you. He made you like no one else. You be Tammy and Sandy will be Sandy. This conversation came rushing back to me as my granddaughter got in my truck after school the other day with a very sad face and completely dejected demeanor. As a Maw, my trouble antenna came up immediately. I gave her a moment to settle in and asked her how her day went. Big teary eyes and sad lip. She told me that one of her friends made fun of her because she wasn't doing something like her friend thought she should. Now, Eden is very compassionate and very giving. At eight years of age, she's already got a servant's heart. And she works really hard to help everyone around her, so her feelings were really hurt. I took a deep breath and did the only thing I was sure would help. I drove straight for the ice cream shop. While we ate our ice cream, I told her the same thing my mama told me and my sister how very precious she was and how very unique and how God gave her her ability just for her. The precious smile she gave me while I dried up her tears eased my memo heart and lowered my trouble antenna. In the word of our Lord, Ephesians 2:10 says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So for Eden, And all the young people out there, you are uniquely created by a loving Father in Heaven for a special purpose. Never forget that. Until next time, Meemaw says, wherever you go, go with all your heart.
2: Until the next show, friends, be heard and be healed.
1: Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories.